Okay, here we are again. I'm going to talk again about this Black Lives Matter whole Floyd issue because it raises so many questions that need addressing. We're in a race against time, as the way I see it, anyhow. A race against what? The darkness? A race against the man in the mirror, the person in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, the man in the mirror, the person you're looking at, who is likely to slide into a morass if we allow ourselves to do so. The moment is now, I reckon, to turn a new page, to write a new story, lest, as failing to do so, we lose sight of the stars. Keep them in your minds. I've heard people use strong words lately about racism. They've been talking about poison and violation with some justification. But forgiveness is also needed, whether or not it is deserved. The line there, but for the grace of God go I, is an important one. What would you be if uh, you threw yourself back a few hundred years and you were in a privileged position? If you were a Russian, would you have serfs? If, or would you free them like Tolstoy did? How many of you would have done that if you were born into an elite or privileged position? Ask yourself, do you bully and dominate others? Ask yourself that question then. Are you an alpha male or an alpha female? What, are you, what does that mean? Does that entitle you? You remember the great issue of Satan's sin? It's, it's something I've said before, but it's in the Quran. It's not in the Bible. You know how it was. Satan was the prince of the angels, Lucifer. The angel of light and uh, God made the angels first of course and Satan was glorious he was made of fire Lucifer was made of fire and light uh, most beautiful of the angels and then God made mankind man and woman and he fashioned them he fashioned them out of mud basically out of mud out of dirt and then he set these people up Adam and Eve, and he said to Satan and the angels, okay, now you're going to serve mankind. And Satan, Satan, the prince of the angels said, no, 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 come on, come on, no, 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 master, it's not on. These things, you made these things out of muck, and I'm made out of light and fire and beauty. And yes, but uh, God said, no, <laughs> you're going to have to. There, where it's at, the, we, we, you're going to have to take care of them. You're going to have to worship them. You're going to have to look after mankind. And Satan said, but, but, but God, I'm, I can't. They're so, they're just, they're just, they're just not good enough. And so God looked at Satan and he said, well, you know, you must. And then Satan committed his great sin. For four words, he was cast down out of heaven. For four words, he was thrown away. For four words, he lost God forever. And down, down, he tumbled to the earth. And his four words were, I am better than him. That was Satan's sin. I am better than him. That is the greatest sin of all and remains the greatest sin of all. Those four words, I am better than him, and we're all vulnerable to that sin, I think. And I resent having to look at myself, having to look at the man in the mirror. I resent it. I want to say, there's a world out there that needs healing, and you ask me to look at the man in the mirror, I haven't got the time. But the point is, how can you take the moat out of your brother's eye without taking the plank out of your own? Said Jesus, that's a Christian from the Sermon on the Mount. What is it? Matthew 5, 6, and 7. If you get a chance, read it again. 
it's worthwhile. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It starts off with some beatitudes, but then it really cuts to the core of you. Judge not lest you be judged. And it was Tolstoy's mantra, Sermon on the Mount. He believed we should live by it. That's why he freed the serfs on his estate. Interesting guy. Not without his own flaws as regards women. Gosh, but interesting guy. Well, and a lot of saints have clay feet, don't they? You only have to look at Martin Luther King. Yeah, who could think of a better figure than Martin Luther King? But history relates that he was a womanizer. Same. But I am better than him is the great, great, great sin. There's this thing about you have to recognize that God loves everybody equally. Now, you may not be a believer in God, so this maybe just goes right over your head or under your feet and is an irrelevant piece of tripe but okay for me it's an issue think of it like a mother if if you're an atheist a mother loves all of her children now she has one child she loves that child with all her heart and all her soul with every fiber of her being then another child comes along and she loves that child with all her heart and all her soul and all her being. The fact that the second child, the second child doesn't displace her love for the first child. Well, not, I would hope not, anyway. Children are cherished by a mother regardless. Same with God and his children. There is no favorite. There is absolutely no favorite. God does not love Jesus Christ or Muhammad or Abraham or Isaac more than he loves you, more than he loves any of his children any more than any mother would love one child more than another. Basically, it's the rule. It's And it's a natural rule. What we're saying here is we should all be loving one another, and yet we find we have fallen from grace in the sense that we fear the other person. It's no easy thing to end fear of the other. And racism is invariably based on that fear. That's an important point. It is very important. Uh, It doesn't necessarily mean that the answer is to demand contrition from from your fellow man. Peace building is more important than contrition. It's why I think I'm slightly bothered about the the concept of pulling down statues and so on as a as a and I understand it I understand it but I would much rather see plaques on statues changed uh, to indicate any issues there have been with these people rather than just pulling them down and I would like to see platforms put up to the great ones who have worked to destroy slavery. And are there statues in Britain or in America, in the United States of America, to the great ones? I mean, where's a statue to the fellow who wrote Amazing Grace, the slave captain who became ashamed of himself? You remember? John Newton was his name. I think he's an Irishman, actually, by birth. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's not the point. The point is the there is one bronze bust of him somewhere outside Amazing Grace Park, I think, in Ireland. But essentially, he's not remembered with a statue or a memorial. And yet he was the instigator, the original abolitionist, the starter of it all, the the one who, in his shame at his involvement in slaving, he, he started the movement to end slavery and inspired a man, um, a British guy called William Wilberforce, who was the one who actually started work on making slavery illegal 
the first one to do so and it was a major major step and he had a tough campaign to do that is there a statue of william wilberforce in the united states of america no is there one in the united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland there is one in his home city of hull and there's but basically no there's nothing outside in central london and then then who was the next great figure I'll tell you, one of them was a Cornishman called Barrington Reynolds. Barrington Reynolds went up and down the coast of uh, South America burning slave ships. <laughs> He's an extraordinary man. <laughs> He's a, he was a sea captain. He was in, enlisted in the British Navy, but he had an extraordinary career. And he spent his time uh, for one long period of three or four years of his life burning slave ships. What a guy. What a guy. Is there any statue to him in... Uh, he ended the Brazilian slave trade. Is there any statue to him in Brazil? Certainly not. Is there any statue to him in America, United States of America? Certainly not. Is there any statue to him in England? Certainly not. What about Cornwall? The Cornish people are not English, by the way. Cornish, I've got Cornish blood. Cornish people are not English. They'd be most offended if you call them English. And what about his home country of Cornwall? Is that... Is his statue to Barrington Reynolds in Cornwall? Certainly not. He's not acknowledged anywhere. <laughs> Yet he was one of the great warriors against slavery. Put up a few statues instead of tearing them down. So, are there modern heroes? Are there modern great ones that have worked for campaign? I don't know. They're all imperfect. Everybody's imperfect, I suppose. Martin Luther King wasn't perfect, was he? There are modern great ones. Well, I... Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta. She's not perfect, but she's done some good things. Good things. She's done some standout things with regard to refugees. And, yeah, I think she's pretty good. The um, German president, not, sorry, not the president, but the chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel, which is kind of the chancellor's the equivalent of prime minister, isn't it? The chancellor of Germany, she's a hero. I guess. Well, okay, she's not perfect either, but she's done some pretty bold things at the cost of her own political popularity up to a point in terms of reaching out. What, they took a million refugees? I mean, there have been problems. How wouldn't there be? But the thing about racism, which I was reminded by of by uh, Paul Guttridge, a man from Initiatives of Change, Heads Up Initiatives of Change, in a meeting the other day, was that we should treat racism like COVID. We should assume that we have it. We should treat racism like COVID. We should assume that we have it. And we have to use the passion within us to, in a way that is constructive rather than destructive. And we have to use love. I mean, faith, faith is the fist, but love is the glove. He said, I mean, what do you have faith in? You have to have faith in God. You have to have faith in some sort of moral code that you adhere to. I mean, what might that be? Perhaps that you militantly put an equal value on each other, on everyone, that we all put an equal value on everyone. People need to encounter love, not anger. There's too much anger. People need to encounter love, and we should all put an equal value on one another, is my thought. Okay, enough already. We'll talk again another day. Thank you.